Welcome to episode 34 of They Think It's All Over. That is the same number of caps as Adam Lalana got for England. It's a week where Puma sneak peek their 2022-23 international shirts. We saw them, thought f*** it, but we are going to carry on doing the podcast. Welcome back, listeners, to the Football Shirt Show. We're going to mix things up a little bit today, but before I tell you what's going on, let's say hello, everybody. Who have we got today? Got Mike Footy Shirts. We've got Tom at Shirt Fan. And you've got Austin Lee at Austin MJ Lee. And it's, as usual, it's Adrian at Football Shirt Italia. Austin, an absolute pleasure to have you today. Nice to be on the show. Thanks for the invite. That's good to see. Uh, it's good to see somebody different smiling at us down the camera rather than the grumpy old Scots man. You've got to do the initiation now, Austin, as well. Which song are you picking? Oh no! Trust me, you, 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 you don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. You're, you're going to lose all your listeners if I start singing. Trust me. You're on here. We've already lost you. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's everybody been up to this week? Any interesting stories? Not for me. I've been playing a bit of football manager. Started off unemployed. Got given the York job, didn't know who the fuck anybody was, so that's been shit. Great kit, though. It is a good kit, yeah, but don't see a lot of the kits on Football Manager, do you? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Austin? You're uh, newly newly wed. You must be coming up with plenty of excuses to spend your time. Oh, yeah. Loads of shirts. I've <laughs> been, been saving, been quite gone on the run into the wedding, so I've been making up for the last time you now, the last couple of months, so... I have a nice uh, couple of arrivals today, so I'll, I'll um, get them um, photographed and up on Twitter in the next few days, hopefully. We, uh, no, we want the exclusive. What have you got? Oh, no, you'll have to wait. Good things come to those <laughs> that wait. But trust yeah, me, it'll be, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. Okay. Okay. Tom, any more movies? Have you caught up on Jimmy Grimble yet? I still haven't seen Jimmy Grimble. As you fellas know, I did save a budgie this week. That's probably the most exciting thing that's happened to me. But I just want to know about your experiences, Mike. Have you ever bought a shirt... Based off of a football manager save. Oh, um, do you know what? I, I haven't actually. No, not not football manager, but I have bought shirts because of FIFA Ultimate Team. FIFA Ultimate Team is completely alien to me. Football manager I can do, but Ultimate Team, I don't understand it and I don't want I I, I don't play FIFA anymore. Um, I've had to become an adult recently, which is shit. And... When I did used to play FIFA, it was always Ultimate Team, and you get obviously what you, it's like a fantasy team, isn't it? Essentially, you use you know pretend currency to buy the the dream team of your choice. And one of the best parts of it is you can just pick any kit from pretty much any club on FIFA, any home kit, any away kit. And I've bought numerous shirts because I found them on FIFA. So um, <laughs> there's the one of the ones I got is Al Shabab from the Saudi League. I ended up buying their home and away shirt directly from the supplier's website <laughs> because I found them and I thought, I've got to have my fucking shirts. I just, they look so good. i got to have them. So, yeah, I bought them and paid an arm and a leg to have them shipped over from like <laughs> from, from there. <laughs> and there, there are definitely others as well. <laughs> Tom, that sounds like a loaded question. Have you got any Tommy Savindle Larson name sets or Morton Biscard name sets in your collection? Do you know what? I actually bought one recently. I've got an 1860 Munich shirt from 2019. It's black with like the the, the classic 1860 pinstripes on it. And it's beautiful. And that's because of a FM save from Bundesliga 2, no, Bundesliga 3 to Champions League winners. So, yeah, that was lockdown. That was a lockdown adventure. How about you, Austin? Have you ever bought a, a shirt based off a video game? Yeah, one or two. I have a IFK Gothenburg 2014-15 on me at the minute, so that's that's definitely one from a football manager save. Yeah, some great players. You had Teddy Lukic and Nicholas Alexanderson you could pick up back in the 98 Championship Manager 98. Yeah, you're, you're, you're going back on one of the older ones there. Yeah. Yeah, all right, uh, <laughs> Just a quick one before we move on. I'm going to put mine out there first. Best, best football slash championship manager ever for me is 97-98. For me, it's... There used to be one called like Premier League Manager. It's like 2000, and you could only be British teams or the Italian teams, and it was it was bloody brilliant. Is that when you had the Sega IDOS split for like a year or two, and there were two different versions of a game? Yeah, there? so it was like pre- it was it was Premier League licensed. I'm sure it was. It was bizarre. Yeah. And uh, I remember Roberto Mancini was always a free transfer right at the start. So yeah. no matter who I was, he would be signed. 
they were all good. Anything around that 2000 is when I was playing them all. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. We're going to mix things up a little bit. As usual, we're going to have Kahir Street. As usual, we're going to have Shirt Room 101 and new releases. But the news this week, well, the news has been the news. What's been the biggest news item this week? What will we seeing, guys? I think we'd be referring to the Memento Market, yeah? We are. A, a company called AC Memento have released the Memento Market app, Memento app. Been all over the news, all over everybody's Twitter feed. And this week, we spoke to the guys behind the app. Special news feature. Here we go. For our feature today, we are delighted to welcome the founder and the head of brand for the newly launched AC Memento. How are you guys? Yeah, good. Pleasure to uh, be on the pod. I am fantastic. Also very glad to be on the pod, obviously. <laughs> Brilliant. Do we, so, call it, do we call it so, the pod? Do you call it the pod, the podcast? The pod. I, I think, I think, yeah. I think the, the, the accepted nomenclature for all pods is, I think if you're talking about it and you're not on it, you have to call it a podcast. But I think if you're actually on it, you're allowed to refer to it as the pod. <laughs> I like those. Per, those are good rules. Well, thanks for joining us. So just to, what we'll do is we'll throw it over first to Sam. Do you want to just tell us who you are and, and where people are fat would find you? Yeah, sure. I'm Sam Dis. Um, as you said, I am head of brand at AC Memento. Before that, I've been a journalist for all over the place, Guardian, all, all of those guys, and was recently, uh, until recently, the editor of Mundial magazine. Now you will find me at Sam Dis on Twitter or Instagram, usually talking some sort of nonsense, either about Aimley on door jumpers or West Ham desperately needing a striker. And now we have one. So you won't hear me about that. It'll just be Jill, just be jumpers. Yeah, I think most people already know where to find you, to be fair. And then we'll throw it over. So, John. I'm John, founder of AC Momento. I live in the US, but I'm coming to you live from Barcelona. And you can find me uh, primarily on Twitter at BrennanJP. Uh, but I've, I've, I've also been known to use Instagram from time to time, but I'm, I'm private. So mostly Twitter. <laughs> So I guess it's been a busy day for you guys. We're speaking to you on Thursday, the 25th of August. And I mean, you've lit my Twitter feed up today, so I'm sure you've had the notifications going mental. Yeah, I, uh, there was one point where I was actually, the rookie mistake of having notifications actually coming into my phone. And yesterday when we launched, I put my phone down and I just stopped. I was like, I'll make myself a little peppermint tea because I'm off the caffeine now. And uh, put my phone down, genuinely come back. And I was like, oh, cool, I've got, Eight, and it was genuinely as I was going through it, I had like 80 odd notifications, and then I'd have like, and then my phone was essentially just draining battery, like literally just dribbling out of it. And I was like, okay, let's let's knock that on the head. It's just been the the response initially when we first started chatting about it was so great, so strong. And then as soon as the uh, the clubs and the other fans have started coming into it, and people actually getting inside the app, I mean, this is something that we've been essentially toiling away in secret unless I've had two pints of beer and then in which case I've told everyone sorry John um but it's it's one of those things where we have been looking at it for so long that you, there comes a point when you're like I hope everyone else enjoys this as much as us we're in day 1.5 and everyone seems to like it so far and obviously we're still such early days and we've got the first round of matches that we've not even gotten into yet that'll be this weekend John do you want to just give us an overview of what the app is what it does you know what is AC Memento? Yeah, for sure. So AC Memento, the app's actually called Memento Market. So, you know, really wanted to come out and try and confuse people right off the bat. <laughs> uh, so, so we're going to have to deal with that. But yeah, it's available on iOS and Android. So hopefully you, know, you have an iPhone or an Android de device, you can download it. And it's all centered around uh, match-worn memorabilia. Um, all football, at least for now, predominantly focused on shirts for the time being. So Everything you see when you go on the app are all match-worn shirts. And there's two distinct experiences on the app. There's an auctions tab and a collections tab. And so on the auctions tab, that's where we've been doing deals directly in partnership with clubs. So if you take Milan, for example, uh, we just announced a deal with them. And so starting this Saturday, and important, it's not for every match. So it's only going to be select matches throughout the season. This weekend, we will be running one. And so... If you are, um, you know, going to tune in for the Milan Bologna match, whether you're in your seat at the San Siro or at home in London or New York, anywhere in the world watching the match, uh, auctions will open at kickoff for all of the shirts that the players are actually wearing on the pitch. Very important 
because uh, there's been some confusion on Twitter since we launched, and we're going to take the fact that we could have been clearer. Uh, this is for the first half shirts. So we are auctioning off the first half shirts of the starting 11. Um, why are we doing that? Because, you know, players usually get two, mostly three shirts per match. Majority of players change at halftime, and we absolutely do not want to get in the way of a longstanding tradition of players swapping shirts at the end of the match, throwing shirts into the stands, bringing them home for their own personal collection. Uh, but yeah, you'll be able to bid live from anywhere in the world uh, to try and win those shirts. The auctions end shortly after after the match concludes, and um, we'll see how it goes. We have four, I think we have four games, two on Saturday, one on Monday, and one on Tuesday. So yeah, we've been waiting a year now to, to see this live and in the flesh. The other tab in the app is collections. And this is where we partner directly with footballers um, and really help them safeguard and preserve their own personal memorabilia collections. So, you know, talking about names, you can go see in the app, but Thierry Henry, Cesc Fabregas, Leo Messi, Danny Alves, Vinicius Jr., uh, especially some of the guys who've been playing for 10, 15, you know, 20 plus years or retired like Thierry, they have upwards of, you know, north of a thousand shirts, which before working with us, we're just sitting in storage units, backroom closets, attics, basements. And now we're able to take them to one of our facilities, help them get organized, authenticate them, uh, and then build them out this profile. So fans can kind of scroll through and relive all of these important matches these players have played, uh, all the important players that they swapped with. I mean, I think we have a one of our players, I forget who has a Totti shirt up in the app. And just looking at it today, I'm like, God, it's just, uh, you know, these things that were lost, were kind of resurfacing. So we talk a lot about like the celebration of football through the lens of, you know, these shirts that were worn on the pitch. You know, you could see the emphasis we're putting on storytelling and editorial. Hat tip to Mr. Sam Dis here. But um, yeah, just gave you a mouthful there. So a lot more to <laughs> that. that <laughs> no, that's, really, it, that's really the nexus of it. We were lucky enough that one of your representatives gave us uh, uh, an early access code so we could have a little bit of a scan round on everything. And uh, uh, the app looks really good. It looks I mean, even if you're not in the market for a match worn shirt, as a collector, just going on and flicking through. And as you say, seeing some of those those collections that are starting to build the galleries in there is is incredible. So obviously once once this is up and running, I think there'll be people. I mean, what you're speaking to people on this podcast who spend most of their day looking at other people's Instagram accounts and Twitter accounts and just <laughs> share pictures of football shirts. So it's there's just something there for everybody. And yeah, I think the app look looks really, really good. Thank you. Well, our I hope our uh I hope our designer who's based in uh, Stuttgart, Germany, or <laughs> our creative director who's in Brooklyn, uh, listens to the pod because they'll be pleased to hear that. They've done a great job. I'm sure they'll definitely listen. So as this pod goes out on the Monday, you've had the first two games, but uh-huh. tonight for listeners, you've got Valencia against Atletico Madrid. That, those shirts will be on auction. Tomorrow you've got Benfica against Pacos de Ferreira. Again, those will be on a live auction. If it's after Tuesday and you're listening to this pod, you've missed out and touch it. <laughs> yeah. You'll never get in. But yeah, I mean, it's been, we announced about, I think, 15 or 16 footballers when we're talking about the collections product. And we only have shirts for about five of them up in the app now. And even for those five, it's a fraction of their collection. Um, this is going to take, you know, I want to say weeks, but this is going to take months for us to get through the backlog of shirts that we've collected, brought to our secure storage facility. Um, and because, you know, it's gonna, it takes time to research all of them, make sure we can authenticate them. Not all of them we can, right? Some of them, you know, we won't be able to for one reason or another, other than just saying the fact that this is in the collection of X. But even just talking about some of the shirts that have resurfaced that players didn't even realize they had. I'll, I'll give two stories right off the bat because I don't think they'd mind that that we share. We're going through Danny Alves's collection, right? Winningest player of all time, you know, been around since I started realizing what I was watching on the television in front of me, right? In the early 2000s when he started playing for Sevilla and he's got a Ronaldinho Barca shirt. And we're like, huh. And so we start to do our research and we realize Ronaldinho debuted for Barca against Sevilla at home at the Camp Nou in that game that started at like 12.05 in the morning. And of course, 
you know, 22, 23 year old Brazilian right back, Danny Alves swaps with the guy after the game. So he's been sitting on this shirt for 19 years. And it's just like, we've unearthed this piece of gold. Like did the penny drop with him? Did you ever explain to him that you got Ronaldinho's debut? Oh yeah. Shirt? Oh no. And you know, then he's all excited. He's like, Oh, of course I remember that. Like, you know, I was just a kid. So that one was special. And then there's another player um, whose name I will omit uh, for now, but he, he realized he has Mbappe's France shirt from his sef- second ever cap for France. And we even found the video of them online swapping on the pitch after the game. And, you know, at the time, what was that? 2017. It's like, okay, Mbappe's tearing it up for Monaco or maybe he was already at PSG by then, but still, did we know he was going to lead France to win the world cup? Did we know he'd be on top of the world in 2022? It's like, you know, just unbelievable. Some of the stuff that we're, we're unearthing with these players. They're like proper pieces of, of sporting and and cultural and social history as well. You know what I mean? It's like, I think that's, that's kind of like the basis of it, like from the start. I mean, you guys mentioned about the fact that you go in there and it's just like this, like Mecca for football nerds, but it's cause like we're all football fans. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it comes from John just being like a big collector anyway, but it's one of those where you go in there and just like this, you just pull a thread and just like more stories come out of it. And then you speak to players and, you know, they, they're talking to press constantly, constantly, constantly. All that they want to talk to them about is, you know, transfer rumors or how this season's going or what do you think of this manager and all this sort of stuff. You talk to them about this shirt that they got off of their favorite player who they played against. And they're just like, Oh, fuck it. I mean, yeah, I've always talked. Why, why are people not asking me about this? And it's just like reestablishing this connection with players and, and understanding that, you know, that's that's why they got into football, because they were fans. Do you know what I mean? So it's like that that connection between the two, I think is something that I don't think I've ever really seen explored before, even in, you know, editorial that has shown players' collections. I know that like classic football shirts have done it before and there's been little tastes of it sometimes, but it's like, you know, it still feels quite removed sometimes. It feels like, you know, it is a rail. It mm. is Patrick Vera talking about some shirts that, that he played in, but they're not actually, they're not even shirts that he played in. They're just they're nice like, shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just nice shirts. And he's just like, Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's lovely. But when we chat to Thierry Henry and he's got these shirts from these, he's got his like last ever shirt at Highbury, which is just like, obviously his favorite stadium and a, and a match that means so much to him personally, a man who's done, pretty much there, everything there is to do in football. You're like, this is a completely different story. Do you know what I mean? You can see it on his face. We, we had the privilege of chatting to him a couple of weeks ago. You just like feel the the energy like come in him. And that, again, another man who's done countless interviews about countless subjects. But then when you're talking to him about something that just like hasn't been on display before, you can just see that there's like an extra energy in it. And um, I mean, as, as John alluded to there, we barely even scratched the surface on uh, the collections part of it. And also, I mean, like, your listeners are like the perfect people for this. The collections thing is basically still in a beta. Do you know what I mean? Like it's is like there's is very small drops of these. Just while we work it out, just while we sort of like put them on there, we, there's a, there's a, a very intense authentication process. That like you know we're not going to get all of them right. We'll get better and better and better at it as our um, routine gets more rigorous. This is part of the reason why those shirts aren't on sale yet because we cannot like vouch for them to the nth degree we will and we will get there so if you see anything that's wrong please let us know and i'm sure i mean everyone loves to tell us what we got wrong <laughs> also, i love to tell anyone what they got wrong on twitter yeah like, social media people like pointing out the mistakes but and just just to highlight this to people as well, these players have so many shirts and yeah i've been lucky enough to buy some shirts from ex players and the shirts are real they're definitely from a collection they're definitely worn in the game but guess what Players played like hundreds of games. They might not remember when they're talking to Sam and John, they might not get the exact game right or when they're exactly... Yeah. You, know? also, you, re- you realise that there's a network as well. And we're kind of like acting as the platform where these players can look at these shirts again. But also there's there's been this network in various different forms, whether it's been over WhatsApp or Instagram or on the pitch you know what I mean? Or just like through the whisper network of friends, knowing friends and being like, I'd love to get their shirt. I'm going to sort you their shirt and all that sort of thing. Lots of players, they have like shirts that maybe have been gifted or they've met them somewhere or they've met them after the game or they've gone, oh, I'm going to save this one for Danny or I'm going to do this one for Sesk. So, you know, there's like a, it's, it's a fascinating puzzle to unpick 
uh, if in the provenance side of things, it's a challenge and we're going to be getting there, but just the stories that we're unearthing already, and we've barely even scratched the surface on that. The stories that are already unearthing have just been, I've made it so worth it already. And we're, we're again, like not even in day two. Yeah. And to the point also, I think of, you know, the, the whole app really is in beta. I think we'd say that, but definitely collections, you know, that's going to take the most time to get right. And also because we want feedback from people like the two of you and hopefully people listening to this call, if you reach out to us on Twitter, or you shoot us an email. Um, we really want to hear from you. We want to hear what you like, what you don't like, any ideas you have. You know, one thing on the authentication bit, as we're going through a player's collection, let's call like the average collections, 300 shirts. A lot of them we can definitively say, okay, this is the, yeah, this is the match worn shirt because it's got the stitching on the front and we can pull up the clip and we see it online. Um, but a lot, it's like, okay, this is a 20, we know it's a 2013, 14 Real Madrid shirt, but we haven't got a clue of the 30 home games, you know, they played, uh, which it could be. And so what we're wondering here is like, you know, we're, we're only going to definitively authenticate to the best of our ability when we're hundred percent sure, but would somebody still be excited to say, Hey, I'm buying this shirt out of player X's collection. And I can see that it's just in their collection it's not a hundred percent that it was even match worn, but hell, I'm still buying it from Kamavinga, you know? Um, and I think yeah, that I think... it's that, yeah, it's, it's that that's exciting. It's even as Sam just said, we're finding shirts in collections where the player's like, oh yeah, I just, you know, one guy was like, yeah, I had lunch you know, with Paolo Dybala and we just brought shirts to the lunch to swap and they weren't even worn, but you know, we just respect each other. So we swapped shirts. It's like, you're still buying it from a player. And I think that is what's, What's really cool? Yeah, I I, I think that there's the, for for me I, I, talking openly and honestly, I'm not I'm not mm -hmm. a match worn collect collector, but this for me feels like it's a bit of a game changer because one of the reasons I've never really dabbled in the match worn sort of like uh, field, if you like, is because we we all kind of have have our own little network of sort of like football shirt collectors. We all buy, we all trade with each other, and so on. I run an account called Shirt X, which you know is there for people to trade with each other to buy from each other and so on and we just we see it so often that a shirt is listed as probably match worn and possibly match issue and i'm not gonna put my hand in my pocket and get my wallet out for a shirt with so much doubt and unfortunately a lot of people do and and they want these shirts even though there's an element of doubt there so for me like you say if if a player or someone comes forward and they've got these shirts and we know that's a that's a player issue shirt okay we can't pin down the game jesus you want to see some of the stuff being sold on twitter and instagram that that people are putting the match one tags on so for me i think that this is this is a huge a huge game changing opportunity for people to start actually putting their hand into these sort of shirts with a, with less worry of what they're getting i mean match one is just like it's a it's a massive massive industry i mean i mean we were crunching some of the numbers before we haven't got specific match one numbers but like sports memorabilia is like three or four billion dollar industry that is just rife with authentication issues and this is something where you know, something had to give and hopefully we are the thing that is now being able to give because it's like, you know, it's it's baby steps and being able to sort of like improve on the process, certainly make things quicker and less stress and anxiety inducing on our part, but also on the part of the people who, are, who will be looking for this one shirt or who will be handing over their hard-earned cash for something which means a lot to them. We want to be able to sort of like respect that passion for that collection and go look we've worked as hard as we can to authenticate that and you don't get that on ebay you don't get that on private sellers and you know i'm sure there is there are better and there are worse versions of those out there but like this is this is the solution that we've come up with and going direct to the source and uh, verifying them with players in collections and certainly with clubs in the live auction stuff i mean when it comes to live auctions i talked about it earlier on twitter but thinking about closing the loop between live sport and sports history. It's like the game that you're watching immortalized in a shirt that you can buy. And we also go to the stadium, pick that shirt up and hold it for you. And it's verified. And it's like literally from the stadium. I think that that's kind of the future of that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, as we build this process, that'll get slicker, that'll get better. That'll get even more rigorous. But 
you can't really get as watertight as that because we're doing our best on this side and we've absolutely sort of like nailed the provenance on that side, literally like hand to hand in a bag, taking it away for you. So the app's launched. It's got big fanfare, universal praise. There's also been a few comments um, that found issue with it around really around the heritage of the game and you know these are shirts that should go to fans and things like that is there anything you want to sort of say about that to, to handle those types of questions I, I understand where I'll let, I'll let John answer the thing but just from my part I understand where the sentiment comes from from some of these fans do you know what I mean it's just like you can feel very disenfranchised from your club and especially when communication isn't quite there that's why we're trying to be as clear and communicative as possible with this with our uh, with our press releases and the way that we're chatting to people on Twitter, because like we're very open about this. This is like part of what I was saying to you guys. If you see a mistake that we've made, please point it out to us because we would like to fix that mistake and make a better product for everyone involved. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And when it comes to the tradition and the culture, I mean, in my previous role at Mundial, I mean, it was like literally like uh, an entire publication that was built around that. I understand that very keenly. Do you know what I mean? I understand the importance of that. John's been a fan for a long time. I've been a fan for a long time. And I've been on that other side of it. I haven't ever got a shirt from a game, but I understand the importance to that kid or that person where they get that. And we would never want to get in the way of that. So I think it's one that ticks two boxes for us. Practically, you know, these are shirts where we can go in and get them because clubs, are like, they're not wearing them anyway. They're done with those shirts at half time. But also we are protecting the sanctity of that culture that tradition something that has lived on for a long long time because you know like give a shirt to the kid like that kid deserves it you know that's fine like they're, they're there in the stadium that's fine also what we have got is something that's built for collectors do you know what i mean who the the rarity is prized and the value is emotional and historical and economical as well you know what i mean it's like all these parts are built into it that's why there's a cost attached to match worn is because there aren't many of them. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, if you want one from one match, there's like, I mean, we've proved not just one, but you know, there's, there's like one or two that are out there. Certainly like maybe one that's in circulation. No. And I, I would just say, you know, the day we announced the company last week, we could have done a better job communicating. And I think that's a learning for us. Um, you know, had we given a lot of those details, I don't think we would have dealt with the, as Sam said, very fair and very reasonable, reaction from some uh on twitter because i would definitely be that fan too i mean we always say and it's not bullshit like we're football fans first and you know we wouldn't want to get in the way of disrupt i mean we're celebrating the tradition of swapping shirts we built an entire category on the app to remind people look at all these amazing players our partners have swapped with over the last 20 years look at the let us remind you of the matches um so you know the swapping culture the fans, often kids, lucky enough to get a shirt after the match. Um, we won't be getting in the way of that, because, and that's in very intentionally why uh, we're auctioning the the first half shirts. Um, and I think you know most people may, some people may not know this, is that players get at least in the top flight, top clubs, clubs we're working with, uh, three shirts per match. So often, you know, the player even gets back to the dressing room and they have that third match issued shirt that they that they never wear. I I can remember once um since i've been watching football or maybe since i've been paying more attention to shirt culture that a player put on his third shirt which was uh i think it was messi's last classico um in what was that spring 21 right spring 21 it was just pouring rain at madrid's training facility and i assume he changed at halftime right because he went in for the first half like everybody else drenched and then maybe 20 minutes in the second half, I saw him go back to the bench and put on another shirt. So I'm like, ah, the third shirt's been worn. This is this is the first time I've seen three match-worn shirts generated from one game. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, you know that that's what important that we communicate that we are now. We're working really hard to get it out there. Um, and then the other thing I just want to add is like you know, especially me and Sam, but some other members of the team you know, one commitment from us is to be very accessible online and on Twitter in particular. Um, I can tell, you know, um, with others, it can frustrate to no end when like a company or a person is using the platform, but then isn't actually responding and engaging. 
So it's even, you know, one of the tweets that went viral about us ruining that culture last week, I got in touch with the guy. We had a 45 minute phone conversation and, you know, spoke through everything. And he was like, ah, this is amazing. <laughs> and, you know, he apologized. And I was like, you don't need to apologize. Like you were reporting on what was in front of you. We didn't communicate clearly enough. So it's all learning. Um, but just important to us that hopefully our community and fans see like we're in it because we love football. We love the culture. We love shirts. And we're just honestly trying to, you know, to be corny and cliche, I guess, spread the love a little bit more. So, yeah. And, and, and you know, I've, I've also seen since we're, since we're, we're, uh, we're addressing all of the criticisms head on. I've also seen people talk about, you know, the starting price, which is quite high. It's like, depending on where you are, because there are different tax uh, considerations and stuff like that. It's, you know, pretty, pretty considerable. I think it's 300 but I've got to be honest, euros. I've never paid less than that for a match one from a player. So. <laughs> yeah, and also, just like when you when you think of the logistical challenges that are involved in getting shirts from around the world or around Europe at the moment, but around Europe, securing them, taking them to our vault, storing them in our vault, and all that sort of stuff so that we can prove that they are the real deal that you are paying for, you know, that's why they that's why they cost that. That's why the that's that's the starting bid for that. And then whatever goes after that is just how much people want. That's fine. But also it's like that's the reason why the collections thing is free. You can just go on it and just look for it. Do you know what I mean? If I understand the barrier for entry and I understand that that's reasonably high. That's for collectors. That if like people want to buy stuff, that's that's what that is. That is just what collecting is. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, and I have to add it's a little bit too far away from being, I mean, we got to build it, frankly. We had to launch something that worked, which I think we've done. Uh, we have a very ambitious roadmap. We want to do things like all of us are kit collectors. The vast majority of my kits are not match-worn or match-issued. I'm still very proud of those. And I, I, I wish I had them all on my profile and Memento and you guys could follow me. And that when I bought a new kit, you'd see it immediately there. Like that's, that's an obvious direction we can and should go on. It's just like help us all better share and display our own collections, match worn or not. Um, but we also have two very big ideas about how do we make this a product? Um, how do we widen that market? We have some pretty interesting ideas uh, about how to do that and make it far more accessible. And I, I believe we'll be able to ship those, get those in, in the product for the end of the season. Ship those. I sound like such a tech uh, <laughs> we're going to ship some code and it'll be more accessible to everyone yeah I, I think to, to be fair I think you've covered any of the, the negativity that I saw which let's face it you get on Twitter you could be the put the, the greatest thing to ever happen to mankind on Twitter and somebody would be unhappy about it but I think you've, you've covered most of it but before I just ask you a couple of quick collect questions about your own collection one of our guys is a typical grumpy Scotsman and he wouldn't forgive us if he, if we didn't ask this question because he's mentioned it about a thousand times since we talked about this interview. Is there any chance any David Beckham match ones might be in the pipeline? Oh man. Does, is, does, does he have the intro lined up for us to David, to Beck? <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> if he's got the intro, we've got a hell of a sales pitch. So we'll get him on board. <laughs> Um, I mean, look, you know, if we were going to talk about list the 10 names you'd like to bring onto the platform that aren't there yet, he'd be, he'd be right at the top. So, uh, we'd love it. I'm sure hopefully at some point we get the opportunity to pitch him and his team. Um, I think I, I have heard that, you know, we're, we're, we're learning of the players that just keep really have taken care of their collection. Um, I wouldn't say there's guys who have, you know, treated it poorly per se, you know, some just really never collected at all or kept them. Um, but to give one one fun anecdote, this is a player that's not on the platform. We very much hope to bring to the platform, uh, Premier League legend. His manager told us that every after every single game, he'd go home and he'd add a piece of tape to the shirt and he'd write, you know, August 28th, you know, versus Arsenal two goals, one assist, and he'd hang it up for all. And this, this guy's had, you know, one of those decade plus epic careers, Sam, I don't even know if I told you this. Um, and that's why I was like, well, he seems like our dream partner. Yeah. <laughs> but that's also, you know, we want to do more to help 
obviously the Danny Alvezes, Thierry Henry's, Cesc Fabregas, these guys who have, you know, been playing for 10, 15 plus years, have these unbelievable collections. Then when you start to talk about Vinny Jr., Kamavinga, Grealish, like the younger players we're working with, it's as much about celebrating, you know, maybe the 50 to 100 shirts they have now as it is to say, hey, by working with us for the rest of your career, you know, Vinny, if you have the kind of career that Benzema's had, by the time you're his age, you're going to have 1,500 shirts all authenticated from the moment you played in, all organized, all preserved. Like, it's just going to be an amazing, um, amazing way to kind of solve all the problems that we're, we're dealing with that Sam and I spoke about earlier. So, um, yeah, a little off topic from the David Beckham thing. We'd love to work with David Beckham. <laughs> If David is listening, love your work, mate. Let, let's make it happen. But no, I think I think just as a, as a final point on that, security is an issue as well. We've seen that a lot in in the news. Thierry spoke about it. Um, he as as uh, one of our partners, he spoke about it in our early press as well. It's been happening a lot. These are these are items that are worth a lot of money often, uh, but are also a very like important sentimental value as well to the players. And they'd be fucking gutted if. That happened and they were all gone. You know what I mean? And and that has happened to some really, really great players who had these insane collections that are now just like lost. And, you know, for young players now, they can build that collection in real time, but also have the sort of peace of mind as well, that this isn't something that is going to be a risk to keep hold of. You know what I mean? I think that that's also a really important part because... You know, I mean, we, we've we've spoken to, to ex-players and they will get misty-eyed, teary-eyed talking about how they had this collection and now that collection is gone. And you don't want that. You don't want to see that happening because even just as a football fan, the chance to be able to look at this collection and see the shirts that had been saved and the memories that had been saved and the things that were really important to that player, so much so that 10 years after the fact, they are still getting emotional about it. You know, that that's just a detriment to football fans everywhere. now we've spoken about the app we've got to ask the question because everybody that listens is going to be interested and that is you say that you guys are collectors yourselves as well so who wants who wants to go first what 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 could we find in your wardrobe i'll go i'll go first only because i know that john will have a more exciting one than me so i've i am an incredibly sentimental person who has through varying degrees in their life become incredibly obsessed with football shirts and then become incredibly paranoid about how much money I spend on football shirts, which I'm sure is something that pretty much everyone who listens to this podcast can relate to. And there have been some times when I've just walked into various shops that sell classic football shirts and uh, have, have spent too much money on, you know, like uh, my, my grail has always been the, uh, I think it's the 98 or, you know, the Nike Pirelli um, Inter Milan shirt. I'm talking like Simeone, Zanetti, Samarano, those sort of, Ronaldo, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have the same plan every, every, every single time I go in. I'm like, if I go in there and I see it, don't know what it, like what it costs, I will, I will buy that shirt. Fine. I've made peace with that. But what happens is I always go in and it's never there. And I'm like, well, I'm fucking here. I'm going to buy something. <laughs> Money is buying, burning it in, in my head. head. Yeah, I know. So, so I, I mean, some of my favorites that I've kept over the years, I mean, a lot of like mid nineties Serie A. I, mean, I think um, sort of like maybe 97, 98, 99, that period of Roma, um, Palmer, uh, like, Parmalay with the umbro, beautiful collar. When I wear it, everyone thinks I'm wearing a lead shirt, which is not ideal, but I'm like, actually, <laughs> this is Palmer. Um, but that's definitely sort of like my like golden period. It's the period where, you know, slightly, it's weird that I have nostalgia for a time that I don't actually remember, but I was technically alive, so I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Um, but, you know, that, those football Italia years, that those are some of my earliest memories of football and just sitting there on the living room floor watching James Richardson with a little espresso cup. I'm sure that's something that like pretty much everyone of our kind can relate to, especially in Britain. And um, I think that that's why just like those Italian shirts from that era, probably up until maybe 0102. And then when it starts getting a bit tight, not particularly flattering for me, you know, when, when we're into Kappa territory, I'm 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 having to bow out, unfortunately. Um, but that sort of, you know, it really had the structure and the detail, sublimated like all these like these 
ideas that were just going on all of the time. It just felt like Serie A was just like the Wild West. You could see any player popping up at any grounds and at any time. And it just felt like any, felt like just like anyone could get it. And it's just like these shirts just also had that same sort of feeling. So, yeah, I mean, like the shirts that, I think that's probably the one that like really sticks with me is that like mid 90s Palmer. I think it's 95, 96 I've got. Uh, and then the other one from that, I mean, I mentioned it earlier. Not, not as not as glamorous, but weirdly just really spoke to me on a deep and meaningful level was this sort of like almost like polo shirtish uh, Sociedad, Real Sociedad, I should say. I got told off by Real Sociedad fans for just calling them Sociedad before. Do not do that. Real Sociedad <laughs> shirt. L'Oreal. Uh, yeah, I know, Noreal. Yeah, L'Oreal. And, um, you know, early Jabby Alonso, one of my favourite players, just like, again, just like seeing these shirts that just like had this structure, the collar. I know that John's actually not a fan of like collared shirts. I am a big collared shirt fan. And um, those those are the two I would say that are in my collection that I really love. But I mean, like as a West Ham fan, I have very little West Ham shirts in my collection. Some weird voodoo there. I don't know if anyone else has that where it's just like it feels kind of like I, they're like I'm, I'm going to put a, like some sort of like evil curse on my team by like buying an old shirt. There's some amazing West Ham shirts that I'd love to get my hands on. Maybe when I've like finally gone clear. And just like rid myself of the evil of having to support West Ham week in, week out. <laughs> I could actually just enjoy buying some lovely Fila Dr. Martins or a, or a Pony Dagnum Motors. And uh, that's my, you know, five, 10 year plan. No longer have to go to the Olympic Stadium and finally get myself a nice uh, 98, 99 West Ham shirt. Sounds a plan. Make your peace. What about you, John? What have you got in your wardrobe? Well, I've got to start by eating my words because I remember the conversation months ago when I told Sam that I don't like collars. Uh, and then Arsenal and United dropped kits where the collar is my favorite part of, <laughs> of both of those those home shirts this season. And actually, as I think about my favorite shirts in my collection, maybe it's I just like the more retro vintage, but most of them have collars. Um, so you mentioned like mid-90s Serie A, the 93-94 Milan home. I think it's Mota is the sponsor. I have the long sleeve, one of my favorites. Um, the 98 Juve, the away or the third. I have a pink Zidane, uh, which is actually in my size too. Not, the, I'm, I'm, the, the 97, 98 Centenary shirt. 97, 98, yeah. yep, with the, in the pink, the Sony mobile. Um, you can't see because we're on video, but I'm you know I'm six six foot two. I'm a decently big guy, so I've usually got to get XL, double XL. So a lot of my collection I, I can't even wear. Um, and then... You know, match worn, I'd say the two that stand out to me is um, I've got a 1982, September 1982, uh, Diego Maradona's debut in the European Cup for Barcelona. Uh, it was the day after my birthday. I wasn't born yet, uh, but he scored a hat trick, you know, number 10, the Meba. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it uh, on the front of the shirt. Just like that. I'm getting goosebumps even talking about it. Like that's my... That's my grail match worn shirt for sure. That's uh, the best answer we've had yet on the pod. Yeah, that, but yeah, that's insane. That is crazy. Yeah. Just for a bit of context here, it was when I first started working at Memento, John was just like, oh, I've just bought this. And it came in like a little plastic bag. And he was like, do you know what this is? And he told me it. And I was just like. Well, you know, I, I just. <laughs> look, it wasn't. Obviously, you got everybody on the pod. Everybody listening knows that obviously it wasn't cheap. Um, but it was on a U.S. auction site, and um, maybe I should share some of these links with you guys because <laughs> I, I just think there are deals to be had when U.S. companies are auctioning football stuff. Because, but the, the problem is, it's like I'm never going to sell it, right? So I'm thinking, oh my god, this is you know this is so underpriced. Like I have to buy this, but then I'm never going to sell it because I'm still cost UX anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Passionate. Um, you know, so that's Barca. I've got uh, the the Real Madrid, what year, the Calme, the purple-white Calme, I think 97, 98, is, um, I love, love that one. I have it hung up behind my desk uh, at home. Um, and then I guess modern match-worn is um, when, we, when we closed our deal uh, with Danny Alves, um, he gave me one of his match-worn shirts from the Olympics last summer. So you know, Brazil with the, you know, they only have in the Olympics where they have the little they changed to the badge, didn't they, for the Olympic oh, Olympic Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Again, goosebumps. It's just like I I I remember the elevator open and he was holding it smiling and I was like, oh my God, you're kidding me. 
So um, that one's very important to me too, because obviously also uh, a memento for starting memento, I guess, in a way. Um, so I'd say probably those, I mean, well, uh, thanks for giving us your time, guys, because I know that obviously with the launch, you guys are obviously pretty hectic at the moment. So we really appreciate you giving up some some time to speak to us. I think our listeners are going to really enjoy hearing about the app and everything behind it. And as we've addressed any of the sort of like the, the, the possible what people saw as negativity and downsides to it, I think you've addressed that really well. And I think everybody that listens to this will really appreciate what you're doing. And I'd, we, I think we, we can both, Adi will agree, we'd love to have you on again sometime. When, maybe when you've got a few more, maybe when that David Beckham link is announced. Yes. You know, we're, we're, when your you buddy introduces on. us to David, we will be back on. I'm not going to lie to you. I think if you knew David Beckham, we'd never see him. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, thanks a lot, guys. We really, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, thank fun. you both as well. It's been fun. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. I really enjoyed talking to Sam and John about that one. I th- it, it was good to hear everything from from them. But what do you guys think, Tom? What 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 are your thoughts on the whole thing? Well, I have to say I've been really really surprised by a lot of the negativity around the app and about what they're doing with the Memento Market because I think it's a, a really great idea. I mean, I understand that you know, a little bit of that romanticism of you go into the football and your favourite player comes up to you at, well, it'll be halftime because you're only going to be first half shirts and gives you their shirt fresh off the back. But realistically, how often does that happen to people? Especially, you know, we're kit collectors. So let's think of it from that point of view. We're not children going to a match holding up a board. They're not going to give their shirt to me as a 32-year-old man and I have been to the San Siro once. So AC Milan, one of the partners of Memento, I'm not going to get a, a match-worn shirt readily or easily, no matter how romantic that thought is of getting one fresh from the pitch. So I think this app and this marketplace that they're offering makes these shirts way more accessible to the average collector. And that can only be a good thing. And I know that, yes, some of them might be expensive and you know people have kind of approached it quite cynically and from like a, a corporate point of view but that's the way of shirt collecting it's it's the same if you buy from cfs if you buy from a small seller you're going to have to pay the price that these are and i think okay prices might be high to b- begin with but eventually it will even out and you'll be able to pick up shirts way more available and and, and for, so i think it's only a good thing and what about you austin what do you think yeah i don't yeah, no, no, I'm not against it. I, I agree with a few of the Thomas points there. Like, I mean, like anything, these initiatives, like there's going to be pros and cons to it. Like there is good points. There is like, the, I think there's a charitable side to it, raising money. It gives people more opportunities to match more in shirts. And hopefully, well, I was when it first came out, I thought if that was going to be the end of the signs if the shirts are going to be auctioned off. Um, but obviously, that's only first half shirts. So it, it's... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a big match-worn short person. I only have like a couple in my collection that were, were gifts more so than nothing else. But like, yeah, I don't know. I think that's going to water down the, the match-worn market a bit. Maybe like you're going to have like two sets of shirts from from matches floating about there. And it's like, I'm, I'm not a match-worn kind of expert or far from it. Like you said, there's it can be quite a closed circuit, the match-worn collectors. And it's very much who you know and how you can get hold of those shirts. But like you said, this app, it opens that up to people. And for people like yourself, like you said, and for me, I'm not a match one expert. It makes it them so much more readily available, which as collectors, again, is a positive. Yeah, like it does give everybody more of a chance to kind of um, get their hands on a few. Obviously, though, it depends if they've been auctioned off, they're going to be better. Some shirts are going to go for more than others. Um, but you're in with a chance of getting something and you know it's come from the match you you, you have your, your COA uh, which can only be a good thing because like that with people selling match worn shirts on the eBay or Twitter or whatever it is like you don't you can't you can't trust them especially like autograph shirts and stuff for shiny so you don't know who's signing these shirts some of them with the COA so I think it'd be kind of a good there is there is that good element to it as well yeah absolutely I think was it covered off the fact that it's the first half worn shirts there's still second half shirts out there for people 
and the charity element of it, I, I can't see a negative. I also thought it was really strange where I saw several um, multiple accounts and people on Twitter and social media who a few weeks ago were jumping on the bandwagon about how great it was that Ajax had banned these signs and banned kids from asking for shirts at Ajax games. Honestly, I saw several that were the same accounts jumping on the back of this when it first broke, going, oh, it's not fair, the kids can't hold up their signs and get their shirts. It's just mental, isn't it? It's just the way we are now. But like I said to Sam when we were talking to him, for me, the, the biggest the biggest thing for me personally, I'm not a match one collector. One of the reasons for that is because of authentication and verification of whether a shirt or not is, is match one. I'm never going to put my hand in my pocket and pay 300 euros for a shirt that someone on Twitter is telling me is possibly match worn. But now there's a possibility I could get a shirt that is absolutely no uncertainty about it. It makes me think that maybe I will possibly look at it. Um, admittedly, because I only buy to wear, I don't know if anybody can help me tell me who is five foot two and plays for any of the clubs involved, then I'll start looking at what their shirts go for. But yeah, no, personally, um, I, I like the idea of it. I, as Tom said, I think the pricing is going to change and fluctuate and I, I can't see it being anything other than, than a good thing that makes shirts more attainable for people. Well, the app's super smart, so do take a look at it. It's out there to search Memento, wherever you get your apps from. If you're listening to this on Monday, the day of release, then tonight there's Atletico Madrid a player and you can bid on their shirts during the match. And tomorrow night, if you've listened to this a day late, Benfica are playing again. You can bid on their games, uh, their shirts during the game. And if you listen to it any later, then, then tough, really. It says you right for not listening to it on Monday morning. Any other news items this week before we move on to new releases? Anybody got anything they want to share? Nah, I think we should just get on with new releases, mate, to be honest. Let's do that, and it could be the last time we do it this season, gentlemen. Who's feeling emotional? I am. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that, that's why we got you on, Austin, because you get no emotion from Scott other than anger. <laughs> yeah, Scott was so upset he couldn't attend. He says he's sailing, but um, we all know that means that he's... Um... Carrying out a few hits. Uh, right, so let's kick <laughs> off with this week's new releases. Usual format applies. I'm going to share the share. I want two or three words from each of you. We're going to go Mike, Tom, then Austin. First shout up. Leicester released an alternate shirt this week. A bit too Charlotte. It reminds me of a PSV kit. Looks nuclear. <laughs> yeah, sure. it was getting nuclear waste. Nuclear waste. It was getting a lot of Charlotte, Charlotte shouts over in the MLS. We also have seen... Newport County's green alternate shirt. I don't hate it, but it looks a little confused. Oh, I love this. This is Hummel at their best. Great sponsor as well. Yeah, green and white. This is right up my street. I love it. <laughs> Going to be in the collection, Austin? Um, possibly, possibly. FC Utrecht released the uh, latest of their T-Mobile adverts. A fucking massive sponsor. <laughs> this should have stayed in Kit Room 101 where we put black and gold shirts last week. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it should stay there. We have enough green or black and gold. AC Milan and their youths released their third shirt this week. By far the best shirt Puma have put out this season. By a long way. I still think that those Milan Puma kits, all three of them this year are great. And this is another one. Yeah, I don't I don't mind it. It's just the sponsor, the colour of the sponsor puts me off on this one. It's just the wrong colour to go with the, the green, I think. It's green, Austin, though. Yeah, but it's, it's too bright green. Uh, like a, a gold, a, a gold would have worked lovely on this one instead of that <laughs> luminous, luminous one. All of all of gold would have been lovely, not the luminous green on the sponsor. Gold really nice, actually. That's a good shout. But um, yeah, generally, Tom, the other two are awful. I don't know what you're saying, but yeah, it's nice, nice shirt. Um, Danubio over in Uruguay released a very nice shirt this week. Not leading the jury. Um, yeah, no, re- really, really like it. Re- really cool sash. Yeah, really smart. Yeah, I like the print on the shirt. It's great to have an old lady's face on a football shirt. Yes, yeah, no, nice sure. Lo- love the sash. Everyone loves the sash. Uh, we have Barcelona's third shirt. I really like it. And I think I might be on my own with this one from what I've heard. I think it's the weakest of the free Barca kits this year, but still a fantastic shirt. Yeah, I actually don't mind this one either. Uh, although the player issue looks a lot better than the, the stadium version, to be fair. 
Very true, very true. Uh, Ajax released a third shirt. We've got some more gold. We've got some more black. We've got a little bit of red as well. It's by far the most horrendous shirt I've seen so far this season. I hate it. It looks like one of those uh, knockoff England DHgate shirts. I really don't like it. Yeah, I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. It's different. I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah, an interesting one. Yeah, it does look like Gucci shirts. It's a it's a mashup with a fashion brand in Amsterdam, and I believe it's got maps in it. You can't really see from most, most of the pictures, and it's got X's on where all the public outdoor football pitches are, mapping out where you can go and play football. But um, that aside, yeah, okay, you've summed it up quite well. Uh, we second from last, we've got Coventry's third shirt. Yeah, really like it. I, the only thing is, I feel like it looks too much like the the goalkeeper shirts that Hamill put out. I know it sounds a bit silly, but it just it feels that way. But I do like it. Coventry, a fantastic set of kits, but it does look a bit like the Windows logo. This. No, I like it. It's, it's really colourful. It's a nice, bright, cool shirt. Yeah, great set of shirts. Hopefully, they'll put as much effort into their pitch next season as they did to their kits. And finally, we have got the Aston Villa third shirt from <coughs> bullshit crap wanker. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like it. I really am. And it's not the worst shirt I've seen Castori do. It's not the worst they've done for Villa this season because that's the shower of shit that's the home shirt. But I still don't really like it. Yeah, I'm not not a fan of it. The, the, the vents on the side are awful. I actually don't mind this. I actually think it's actually one of Castori's better shirts. Yeah, there we go. And that wraps up this week's and possibly the final new releases of the season. On to Kit History. Kid history, kid history, we haven't made it up. Kid history, kid history, we read it on Wikipedia. Well, this week we are going to South America with Alianza Lima. Founded in 1901, the club's first kit was green and white, honouring founding member Eduardo Pedreschi. Probably didn't pronounce that right. But in 1912, when the Peruvian Football League was formed, Alianza switched to the blue and white stripes that we know now with black shorts. The colours of the Alianza horse racing stables, which was where their first matches were played. But this actually changes every October when they change to purple and white as a tribute to the main Catholic festival in Peru and as a tribute to the Lord of Miracles, also known as the as Christ of Miracles, which is a 17th century painting of Jesus Christ that is venerated in Lima. And it was painted by Benito or Pedro, or Pedro Dalcon. And again, forgive my pronunciations of that. But yeah, I think that is a really, really cool little history of the shirt. But I never, ever knew or clicked that Alianza Lima changed their kits to purple and white every October. Yeah, I love that. I was kind of just waiting for the line where you unveiled someone as a neo-Nazi, though. <laughs> I, I I did a, a whole spread on Nazi shirts, and I thought I'd leave it because I'm fed up with everybody saying that we only talk about Nazis. <laughs> as Mike knows, a lot of Nazis did flee to South America after the Second World War. Again, fuck you, Adrian. <laughs> just one week where I'm not called a fucking Nazi would be really nice now. <laughs> I, I genuinely did not know that. That's... Um... Honestly, didn't know it. No, it's cool. I, 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 I basically the last two weeks I've struggled to to decide who who to go with. So I've just looked at my wife for two weeks in a row and said, "Come on, pick pick a team that we can I can do the kit history based on." And last last week she picked Plymouth because the dad lives near Plymouth. And this week I gave her a little book that I read sometimes with some little kit histories in, and she pulled Alianza Lima out. And and when I started looking into it, because the book I read has just got basic snippets. I, yeah, I started looking into it. I thought, yeah, that's really cool. And like I say, I mean, I think we've all seen Lima kits from from over the years. They've got some incredible sort of like Adidas stuff from the mid-90s. But I, I just, I'd never clicked that those those purple and white ones they've got are, are specials. So they essentially have a special shirt every single year. And I started looking back over the seasons and some of the different shirts they've used as third shirts. And yeah, sure as shit, there they were. Purple shirts every, every year. And some of them are great. So I, what I'll do is I'll try and pull up a few of the specials to drop on a little thread in the week so everybody can see some of the, the good stuff they've had. 
there we go more south american good stuff coming out to you this week i give up an absolute disgrace i am flabbergasted analyze it till the cows come home shocking i am i am disgusted with it hi guys connor shirt here and uh, my room 101 suggestion is uh adidas team geist between 06 and 08 not only are they terribly made but they also have a certain eh about them when you take away the nostalgia. What do you guys think? Right, guys, there we go. Good to hear from Cornish, big listener of the pod. What are your thoughts? No, 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 no way. I, I'm, I don't know how, how, whether I'm going to be on my own on this or not, but I have no problem with the Team Guys shirts. I have a few of them. I think there are some amazing variations on the template as well because there are a few little sort of like deviations from it the germany kits in particular are brilliant the home and away complement each other amazingly i i think that although people don't like it now i think it's an era thing and i think that they will be looked at in 20 years time like the early 90s templates are now i'm going to agree with mike i don't i don't think they should be put in i will take cornish's point in that they some of them are terrible some of them are definitely terrible but I think I've used this argument on Kit Room 101 before, but one shirt on its own can save this template. And it's that France away shirt from Zidane's last ever game in the World Cup final. It is one of the most iconic football shirts of all time, I think. And that can save the whole template on its own. And also they're way more comfortable than T90s. So I would support them staying out of 101. Come on, Austin, be a hero. Yeah, for me, they're going in the bin or room 101 in this case. Um, like, I'm a massive, massive Adidas fan. I think only 50% of my collection is, is probably Adidas. I love them, but you know, I'm not buying a shirt from 2006 to 2008 because they were the one, they're Adidas's worst template ever, in, in my opinion. Um, yeah, no, I'm not a fan of that. Sorry. Who the fuck brought that guy? <laughs> I'm with Austin and Cornish well, on this. Someone had to replace Scotty with someone else, Grump. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to justify yourself, then. You just got to say fuck <laughs> off, Mike. Um, Austin, I'm, so I'm, I was already getting a no stick over being called a Nazi, so we're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I've said it before. I really don't like the Team Geist range, or I don't know if it's template. Is it? I get confused whether it was a whether they called it a. Did they call it? They didn't call it a template, did they? They called it like a a vision or something like that. But because some of them got various different colours and trims, but oh, I think they're horrible. Like they don't think they look nice. I know you say about there's this damn moment, Tom. But what colour was the shirt? Was he wearing white? Was he wearing blue? Can't even remember. Like it's it's not the shirt that made that. That was him. Um, you could have put him in a, a t-shirt and it would have been iconic. So. Well, obviously a t-shirt, but yeah, a fruit of a loom t-shirt and it would be an iconic. So I'm not buying that t-shirt, that argument. No, he was wearing white. Everybody knows he was wearing white. Everyone knows that, that, that what that shirt was. And that is part of that moment. It is much a iconic moment as Van Basten's bolly, bolly, <laughs> volley <laughs> in, 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 in the, the Holland 88 shirt. I think it's, it, it, it makes that shirt as... I, we we talk about iconic moments making shirts and it's, me, it's that, a byproduct. Who it's a byproduct? Who did uh, Van Basten score that goal against? Russia. Soviet Russia. Union. Russia didn't exist in 1988. Yeah, Soviet Union. The USSR. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a close one, isn't it? So we get a feeling we're going to be tied here. So Austin, come on, late rallying call. Why should we try? We need to try and sway one of these people. Yeah, I did have. I will admit, I did have one of those shirts back in the day. I had the the Marseille, I think it was the 07 one, with a ribbery on the back. They just, I, I don't think them shirts fit as well as the other Adidas shirts do as well. So if, if that doesn't persuade you, they don't, they don't feel as well as the other Adidas shirts. So just the way with the stitching and the, the, the yeah, just I don't think they're they're a good fit. They're just, uh, they weren't. They Chunky weren't stitching template. as well, wasn't it? Like it chafes. Yeah. The badges on those chafe. That's what wound Zizu up so much. He headbatted Matarazzi. That's exactly. Yeah, that's definitely what it was. That's why, that's why Matarazzi was chafing nipples. Yeah, that yeah. was it. But AD, I think there's one way because we are tied. And I don't think any of us are going to change our opinions. 
if you have ever owned a Team Guy shirt, I think that means we have to save it. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think Swindon Town had the Team Guy shirt. That's it. Let's have a, let's, yeah. let's have a quick which look. Means, just... Which means I'll have one. Um, I've got images of it with a FIFA 08 sponsor on it. I can't believe Cornish has even volunteered this up, actually, because he's a huge Chelsea fan and it was one of Chelsea's most successful kits. So I'm surprised. Well, I, 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 I think you get away with the the Swindon because they didn't get Adidas until 2009, so they'd have had a, they'd have had a different template. Yeah. There we go then in the bin. It's still a draw. <laughs> nah, it's a, it's a draw. We, we we need to put it to the. Oh no, fuck that! Don't give it to Twitter. They'll bin it straight away. Oh, Mike's just headbutted him. <laughs> <laughs> He's off. <laughs> Right, so we're on the fence on this one. What we're going to do is we're going to put it to Scotty before we kick off Room 101 next week. Scotty's got the deciding say on this one. Yeah? Happy compromise. Good Good stuff, good stuff. Right, thank you ever so much for everybody joining us this week. As usual, we really, really do appreciate you tuning in. You don't tune in anymore, do you? But, you know I mean? Hitting the button, uh, sitting back, listening. Or even if you just um, started playing because you fell asleep whilst you listened to the previous podcast, we do appreciate it. All those listens do count. Thank you very much um, for the feedback we received. Do keep an eye on our Twitter feed. Every single Saturday, we do a career in kits. Every Wednesday, we do a team in focus. And we've got loads of other fun and abusive stuff in between. They think it's all over? It is now. Brilliant. You're probably the first Irish person to have ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> I could go down in history. 